What's going on, Need to Know Podcast? We are back with another episode. I'm always elated to have a conversation with people, especially when they are returning their friends and family, and they believed in the show from the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's what you need to know, when you need to know. And this week, we have a who you need to know. Oh, you already know him. Honestly, this guy, he's been doing his thing. Uh, he's been on this podcast, a plethora of other podcasts, super intelligent, author. Uh, I, honestly, I heard you rap as well. I might have I to challenge you on that. <laughs> Not word. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I, I rap. I rap. And you I learned do. the hard way. When you say you rap, you better rap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially in New York City. Uh, but yeah, but before we get to our guest, I'm your guy, Savon. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy, A. And we always have Reggie. Reggie, I was waiting on you, but was, you just... Nah, for we got an for intro. the past two years, he has introduced me, and now uh, today I was just supposed to yeah, introduce him. Be a man. I was confused. Yeah, sorry, sorry, guys. You know what? <laughs> y'all y'all kind of exposed me before the cameras came on. I was blushing a little bit. Yes, I'm he getting was. a little hot because we about to talk about our feels. Yes. You know what We're I'm saying? We're really about to get into We're it. really yes. about to get into our feels, and I don't know how I'm I feel excited. about that. Word, but yeah, question. Alex. Yeah, uh, please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment on YouTube mm-hmm. as well. We are on Patreon. That is uh, the Need to Know podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> Reverse. That's patreon.com slash Need to Know podcast. Mm -hmm. Go holler at us over there. A lot of cool content. But yes, very excited about who we have in here with us today. Um, Yo, this guy is like uh, the voice of the peace. Mm. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Like Like, I've been following him since, you know, we've interviewed him last maybe three or four years ago. And, you know, every time I hear from this young guy, it's always some shit that makes me feel like I'm a terrible person. <laughs> and well, I'm glad somebody. We're, we're can gonna do unpack it. that. Oh, no, I'm glad somebody can make you feel terrible. Because nah, Alex is just so confident in life. Yeah. Nobody can nah, do that. It take people like this. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, just yeah. like so good. <laughs> we're not trying, but yeah, today we have a uh, humble the poet here with us today. Mm-hmm. You know, round of applause. You know, what I'm saying. Uh, thank you for coming back, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're in a new space since the last time we spoke. Yeah. But uh, we still got a lot of questions that we need your help solving. Luckily, (laughs) (laughs) thank God you're here, right? (laughs) Luckily, you have a new book here. Yeah. It's called How to Be Loved with uh, with parentheses on the D at the end. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to ask about that. What did did you mean by that? How to be loved and loved? Yeah, so... um, a friend of mine who's like a dating coach, he, he makes videos and he's like, if I want to make a video about how to love yourself, he goes, I'm going to call it why he won't text back. Mm. You know, he goes, he goes if, you, if the title of the video is how to love yourself, no one's going to watch it. Yeah. But if the title is why he won't text back, everyone's watching it. And mm. yeah. He's like, then I'll bring them in and get them where I need to okay, get Okay, marketing. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I so like that. I thought about that mm. and I was like, people, don't, you know, the goal here is to be loved, mm-hmm. but everybody just wants, they want to be loved. So mm-hmm. like, all right, so I'm gonna, t- you know, like <clears throat> bluntly call the book "How to Be Loved," mm-hmm. and then you know, kind of give it a hint that you know the D's in parentheses. And the cover was made by uh, Ruben Rojas, who's like a very popular artist in uh, Los Angeles. Right. And if you go now, for anybody who goes to New York, uh, goes to Santa Monica, goes to Venice, you'll see love all over the walls, mm-hmm. and it's his work. That's his. This is his oh, signature wow. stuff, and mm-hmm. he's on. He does graffiti, but he's also like. The W Hotel out there has all his sculptures. And wow. He also has a couple sculptures with the NFL outside their stadiums, mm-hmm. and he has love on some of their jerseys now. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah it's a I've really dope that. thing, yeah. Pierre, you've seen that, right? Yeah, no, we, we've seen it, because um, I shoot for the league. Yeah, 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 you've, you've definitely probably seen it then, yeah. yeah. yeah yeah, so he's just wow. he's just doing beautiful things, and I was Dude. connected with him just trying to find artist friends out mm. there in L.A., and then we connected, and 
uh, had the idea of doing. He's he's known as the love guy. So it's yeah. like, yo, yeah, I'm making a book well, about love. You gotta do the cover. Well, so, today yeah. you are our love guy. Okay. <laughs> now listen, you started off the. I think it was probably the first chapter, right? Yeah. I think there was a chapter in there called uh, "The Path to Love." What was it with love is a path, not a destination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me let me say that again. Love is a path, not a destination. Did I say that correct? Yeah. Okay. Please break that down before. But before you do, I want to tell you what I took from it. Uh, I like this because I felt like a lot of people, right, when they start to maybe find someone they want to date, take seriously, haven't involved in their lives for a long time, you know, all of the emo- emotions might run up front, right? Like, oh my God, I love the way this person looks, I love the way this person treats me, but I don't feel as if they take the journey with that person as a path, right? So maybe I'm wrong, but what did you mean by that? Yeah. So I mean, just overall, the way we look at life, you know, I think the culture that we have out here is like everything is a straight line. It's a beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. If you think about life in general, like the prevalent belief here is like you live your life, you die, and then, you know, you go to heaven or hell or something, and, mm-hmm. and that's what life is. You know, I come from the East where everything is a cycle, you know, and, and nature is a cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the seasons continually change. Life doesn't exist in a straight line. It exists in cycles and patterns. Mm-hmm. And what, when it comes to a lot of things, we always look at like, oh, I just need to get that job, and then I'm good. I'll have my happily ever after. We, we see that in the movies. Yeah. I need to find my partner. Mm-hmm. And once I find my partner, check. And I can, right. you know, but it's like, no, like you finding a job is the beginning of a journey. You finding a partner is the beginning of a journey. You getting married is the beginning of a journey. Anything you do is the beginning of a journey. So focus on that journey. So mm-hmm. people are really hung up on like the pot of gold when really the pot of gold is the rainbow. So enjoy the rainbow instead of promising yourself that I'm going to feel better or things are going to be great once I achieve something yeah. just over this but thing. See, but see, humble, isn't that that manifestation that we see on the, on the Instagram so much? Aren't we supposed to do that? Isn't what they tell us to Yeah, do? but you're just manifesting. The problem with that is you are, and you, you're going to make it happen. I believe people can manifest, but mm-hmm. what they're not successfully doing is thinking about the emotions with that. So like dudes is like, I want a Ferrari. I'm going to manifest this Ferrari. Really, you're manifesting the feeling that's supposed to come with the Ferrari, mm. but you ain't never had a Ferrari before, so you don't know what it's going to feel like. Mm, right. And then you're left disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. In a lot of cases. Yeah. In a lot of cases. I find it very interesting how the timing of you living in L.A. and writing this book about love, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's been noted on this podcast. I'm really not a fan of L.A. Like Los Angeles is cool. I'll yeah. go out. It's yeah, some business. We'll, we'll never give up a chance to you know talk a little shit. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you listen to us closely, you know we've been doing this, so we could just say it. And like, we appreciate everybody who listens to us in Los Angeles. Because Shout out to you guys. A lot of people definitely show love and support. I actually We're just I went to uh, the gathering spot, one of the locations in Los Angeles, and yeah. one of the guys he he recognized me. They're like, "Yo, Savon, what's going on?" Like he almost double taped because he's like, "Wait, you're a New Yorker? Why the fuck are you here?" Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, we visit. We do have a lot of love and respect for Los Angeles but I'm also self-aware and knowing that it's not for me right you gotta know what's for you and what's not Los Angeles is just not a place for me to live and to like create a life and all those kind of things Um, but I find it really interesting how you wrote a book about love and the different nuances of love while being in LA, almost trapped in LA because the timing of it happened during the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so from the last time we spoke to you, right, you were in Toronto. Yeah. Um, I had no idea you were moving to the States, yeah. but apparently you came to LA, you had a, a life adventures in Los Angeles. Talk to me about that and what that correlation is with the book in, in love in general. I think the, the the big one is, you know, there's an idea in there that says, you know, uh, chase what you love, don't love what chases you. Mm-hmm. 
Yo, I be telling the girls Ooh. all that. Yeah, that's my bar. That's no, my I'm bar. big on that because nah, that's my bar. I feel like the chase. You stole that from me. Nah. <laughs> the, <laughs> wait, did you? Can you repeat the second part of it? Don't love what chases not, you. Chase what you love. Don't love what chases you. I I feel like hmm. I'm really big on that because I feel like being obsessed with the chase, chasing someone, and being obsessed with somebody chasing you, you just love that action. So that is something in itself. Like, why do you love that chase so much? Like, are you do you need that feeling of like being wanted? Like I feel like there's always something to break down in that. So yeah. that was very profound. Yeah. Yeah. So from that standpoint, it was like LA. It presented me uh, opportunities, opportunities mm. that wouldn't have been on my vision board if I had a vision board. Got you. And I was like, you. oh shit! Like this is cool. Let me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, versus me being on an authentic mission or purpose and, and pursuing that, mm-hmm. which would have brought me here or kept me in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then every step of the way in LA is just beat the crap out of me to remind me like, it's not enough, it's not enough fuel for you to stay here because you're not, there's no love here. There's no enthusiasm to be mm. here. You're here for a result. You're right. here for a destination. Right. I'm here to do, and then if I'm not getting that immediately, yeah. then I'm just like, why am I here? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. Versus if I came somewhere else and it's about the journey. I'm like, I'm here to realize my purpose of community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Community, building community isn't a, oh, I got community. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a journey. Like it's, not, it's not something you try to attain or reach for. It's almost like it's, it's still something that, well, to be not chased, but always like sought after. Yeah, yeah you, keep, you after. keep moving. And I think mm-hmm. it goes back to love in the context like we view Popular ideas is like love is glue. Love keeps things together. You but li- I say love is fuel. Mm-hmm. It's not glue. Love doesn't keep anyone together. Love is love is a fuel that can make you work at mm-hmm. making things stick together mm-hmm. and keeping things together. So I realized that, which is like, if you and and again, LA really encourages you. LA, what I learned is, it's it's it's, it's Washington D.C. for good-looking people. Mm. <laughs> Explain. You know? Yeah, break that down a little bit. Open <laughs> that up. Everybody is a politician. <laughs> Every everybody everybody is getting. Uh, financially rewarded for making people like them. Hmm. Wow. You know, that's what that's what they're doing over there. They're just trying to make you like them. Yeah. Politicians need yeah. you to like them to keep mm-hmm. them in power. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in LA, because it, it was when I was in LA, someone said that they go, Washington is Hollywood for ugly people. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, oh my gosh. you know, I'm like, LA is Washington for, for good looking people, or at least symmetrical faces. I won't even say good looking people. <laughs> the the sex it, drive in DC is a little bit lower <laughs> compared to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, but there's this idea because it's like, Dude. you know, coming out here, you know, I think the first time I came out was years and years and years ago, and, right. and I had a friend out here from med school. And I'm like, yo, I love the hustle. And he's like, yo, people here are just trying to survive because they're mm-hmm. not hustling for the sake of hustling, yeah. hustling to survive. And then over there, it was like, there's a hustle to survive, but it's not survival of like, I need to put food in my belly. There's mm-hmm. that too. There are people mm-hmm. in LA doing that. Yeah. But there's there's also survival of like my relevance, mm-hmm. my value. Yes. Yes. I had a win last year. Yes. What's my win this year? Yes. The social currency in LA is a lot more valuable than most places in the world. I won't even just say like yeah. an East Coast, West Coast thing, but I think, you know, it's... With New York, it humbles you a little bit, right? L.A., you try to avoid being humble at all costs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, no, you're, you're you, completely, that's a great way to put it. At yeah. all costs. You don't want to feel it. Appearance you don't want anybody else yeah. to know you're going through it. Yeah. So you'll do whatever it takes to kind of mask that feeling. Opposed to New York, where you kind of embrace it. And the other thing, too, is because nobody in L.A. is from L.A., yeah. um, 
<laughs> that's another thing. That's yeah. why I was going to bring up. This conversation has nuance to it because we are very well aware that there are LA natives who are just the realest, mm-hmm. most genuine, most raw people ever. Absolutely. We're talking more so the, the people who move there. Mm-hmm. To, we're that's not what even, we're talking. You know what? We're not even talking about Los Angeles. Yeah. We're talking about the entertainment industry okay, yes. oh, there, in that's the a, northern yes. part of Los Angeles Absolutely. known as Hollywood. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We're not right. talking about your average person in Inglewood. We're not talking about Monica. We're not talking about somebody in Encino or Sherman Oaks. You know, them yeah, laid back yeah. California yeah. people. Yeah, for sure. The we're entertainment world is them. a great way to put we're it. We're talking yeah. about the entertainment world. Uh, so, yeah. So essentially, you found love in a hopeless place. Look at that. <laughs> like, you was able to complete that in an environment that kind of could have gone against what the whole, you know, preface of the whole book was. Well, the, well, yeah. the, the big idea is you can't find love. Okay, see, c- c- no, what? say it louder, humble. <laughs> because I'd be trying to tell them that. find love. Okay, keep you, going. Love <laughs> can only... Oh no! Continue. Oh, you can't find love. Love can only be realized, mm. and the love is already there, <sighs> right? And what we have is we just have these messages sent to us that you have to earn love, you have to qualify for love, you have to be worthy or enough for love. And these aren't things that make any sense if you think about it. You can't be enough of a person. There's no <laughs> measure. You can't measure a person as enough. Mm-hmm. You can't even measure yourself as being worthy. So mm-hmm. you have to stop telling people, "Oh, you're worthy of love." The love that we are actually craving for would love everything regardless. Like, there is no such thing as unlovable. It's already mm-hmm. within us. Yeah, and we are a source of, mm-hmm. we are a love. We are a source of love. Yeah. So, and we know, and the reason we know this is because if we look at our relationships with the people that we authentically love, mm-hmm. we know all their flaws. Yes. None of that disqualifies them. No, love. absolutely. No. Then we also know we have all held a baby. Yeah. And just been full of love. Yeah. That baby didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. We haven't developed a relationship with that baby. Yes. And if you spend three years with that baby, all that baby's gonna do is give you shit on you. Yeah. And it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Requ- it's not a transaction. Love doesn't require that. I think our perception of love is being changed by technology. Right. I got into an argument this week with one of my friends, and he was trying to tell me that. Yeah, you know, if this young lady don't let me go through her phone when I'm ready to get into a relationship with her, that means she doesn't love me. And she's hiding something. Yeah. And that's scary. That it's so very toxic. <laughs> but, but see, the thing is, though, see, you could tell he wasn't even realizing how much credit I guess he's giving to technology, the, phone, the yeah. phone. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like you know, the more we grow with tech, the better it gets. It's harder for people to kind of separate things. I'm gonna ask you a question about memes in a second, but do you have? Any, do you feel like? Yeah. yeah. Well, what I was gonna say with that is like, what he. The issue there is it's, it, he's chasing bootleg love. Okay. You know, like. Like if we're in New York, he's chasing Canal Street love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like what people told you. That but what love he was. wants. Yeah. But, so the question is, why the guy looks through her phone? He wants power, control, mm-hmm. and security. That's what I said. That's not love. Mm-hmm. That's power, control, and security. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, love is none of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Right. Love is acceptance. Love is peace. Right. 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 Power, control, and security. Those are three languages of fear. When you're afraid, you need power, control, security. Mm-hmm. That's Darth Vader trying to control the entire universe because he lost his woman. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know yeah. what I'm saying? So what he... Yeah, Dolph. Yeah. He, so what he thinks is he's chasing... He, he's trying to create that, and then he's measuring that as love. And that's what all this is. Attention, clout, mm-hmm. power, admiration, uh, attractiveness, people sliding in your DMs. We start to think this is love. 
right? Mm-hmm. And None people, of that is love. People associate, I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like, people also associate the chase with love. Like, oh my God, he loves me. He look at Validation. how hard he's trying. Validation, mm. exactly Validation. what you said. I'm yeah. worth the but effort. that's not, yeah. it, it doesn't even have to be that way. That's but, all fast food. That's not love. Exactly. There's no nutrition there. I don't it's even, just delicious. I don't temporarily. Even, I don't even think texting all day is love. And I try to tell a lot of my lady friends, like, yo, people can be performative. Mm-hmm. Right, like we people can put up a version of what they say. You know, you say that you want, but the whole time it's not coming from a genuine place. Mm-hmm. It's manufactured. So, what do you really want? <laughs> you know, but and, I, and that goes back to being light. People are performative because they want to be light. Mm-hmm. Like, look at how many texts I got. Like, mm-hmm. all, look at how many that, likes I got. And also, like, I, I, you know, you asked me to do something, and my answer should be no, but I say yes because I don't want you to not like me. Mm-hmm. And like. And that's an mm. you know people and the thing with people pleasing and that's why like the, yeah, the, the subtitle to, of the book a, yeah. is going easy on yourself. I'm not here to make people feel bad for being people pleasers because that's an evolutionary tactic that we have. Mm-hmm. We used to live in smaller communities, and you had to keep your tribe happy, for sure. otherwise they kicked you out yeah. and you die. Yeah. So rejection from people still feels like death, even though that's not actually the case anymore. I feel like you know a lot of the things that you're saying, I identify with. You know. We all are on a journey of trying to evolve, self-improve. You know, I think, uh, uh, especially our listenership, they're in that phase of that. Yeah. But I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up. Because a lot of what you're saying sounds like you either studied people in some form or you were heartbroken yeah. or had a relationship yeah. that taught you these things. Yeah. Where did the, the mindset and your uh, development and relationship with love stem from? Well, the journey of the book stemmed from the fact that I was failing at what I thought was feeling at love. I was in a relationship that didn't work, and I was saying, how come I can't find love? And then I quickly realized that there's endless love in and around me, and I'm just closed off to it. Mm. Every We all protect ourselves with these walls, right? And we don't realize the walls are not protecting us. The walls are a prison. And I, you know, and again, just based off culture, how you, you were raised, media, understanding, I didn't realize that. So what I, what I started to notice is, okay, the work isn't to discover the love. The work is to receive the love. So the analogy is like love is the breeze. Mm-hmm. Your work is to open your sail. Mm-hmm. You don't need to find the breeze. The breeze is there. You've got to open your sail. And that's, that's, that's yeah. internal work. Yeah. Exactly. That doesn't come from anybody else. Yeah. So then... Because what's happening right now is a lot of times we're getting in romantic relationships because we're lonely. Mm. But you can't outsource the antidote to loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because everybody has felt I, lonely in a crowded room. Like a, I need like a pocket version of you to put in my pocket. <laughs> and then Whatever just, he's feeling like, he's yeah. like, Alex, yeah, so, because, well, you can't solve this, but you can only solve it from within. Because everything he's saying is what I be trying to say. I just don't have the wording as to where he's putting it mm-hmm. at. But, you know, I come on this podcast and say it all the time. I think a lot of people are so lost. And they blame everybody else for why they are not good. And it's like, yo, it starts with self. Only yeah. you could do that for yourself. Like, I don't think I can hear you. I don't think I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn, you know what's the combination of, of, yeah. of the love and the lights in my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize for not, I can't see your facial uh, expressions. Right. So, no, it's fine. But, well, um, but, but Humble, you were saying in the book, right? And you just told Savon that, yo, you know, you got out of a relationship and you started to question yourself. Yeah, I tried to figure out like where I went wrong. I'm not going to lie to you. I relate to you on that. Yeah. I feel like sometimes you got to stay in the hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, for, for instance, being jaded, yeah. right? In the book, you, you say that sometimes that you, you got to sit in the pain. 
what is what does that bring? Yeah. I feel like most of our problems don't come from negative emotions. Most of our problems come from suppressing the negative emotions. Like anxiety is not your enemy. Trying to shut down the anxiety, trying to medicate the anxiety, yeah. that's the issue. That's the mental health issue. Mm. Having anxiety isn't. Anxiety is an alarm. Anxiety is telling you something. The major- in, in some cases, because sometimes anxiety is paralyzing. I'm not saying it's not paralyzing, but still, it's a, it's, I said it's an alarm. It's a okay. message. Got it. So like a to-do. Got it. It's okay. telling, <laughs> understood. It's telling you something. Yes. Yeah. Understood. Right? Yeah. So yeah. saying, ooh, let me pop a Percocet to get rid of the anxiety. That doesn't mm. solve You're not problem. listening to the message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Okay. So then it's going to come back. Right. Yes. Right? You have yeah. to address what is happening. So sitting in your pain is that. And again, a lot of us, especially men, we're raised to think vulnerability and, and showing emotions is a weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So then we're taught to constantly suppress. So then if you're in a relationship with a woman and a woman expresses her pain to you, what she does is she triggers your pain. Mm-hmm. You feel your pain and you're like, oh, shit, I need to shut her up. How do I shut her up? Let me solve her problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's always that endless kind of thing about women. Like, I just need you to hear me. And he's like, no, why are you telling me your problems? And I need to fix them. Mm-hmm. But the truth is she's right. Because empathy is feeling the pain mm-hmm. and just being there with the pain. Because pain is a message as well. Mm-hmm. Whether it's take your hand off the hot stove or mm-hmm. listen, to, or this isn't a room you should be in or this isn't a place you, thing you should be doing. This isn't a food you should be eating. Mm-hmm. We should be paying attention to all of this. Mm-hmm. And there's something called the emotion wheel, which is all the emotions humans feel. Mm-hmm. If you Google it and look at the image, the vast majority of emotions that humans have are negative. The only positive remotely positive emotions humans have are happiness and maybe surprise. And that goes both ways. Yeah. Right. Every other emotion is negative. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is negative emotions keep you alive. Negative emotions are associated with survival. Mm-hmm. We have all these unpleasant emotions because they keep us alive. We're paranoid because it keeps us alive. <laughs> I'm, 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 and I don't want to disagree, but I do want to just offer a different perspective. I, I also think it's the way that you know the, the infrastructure is set up. Right. Um, We were speaking about, you know, uh, New York, L.A., just being in these major cities. I think anxiety, um, I think feeling like you are trapped comes from (laughs) just capitalism. Yeah. You know, there's no argument in any capacity. I agree with you completely. Capitalism feeds some of the things that we're speaking about because it doesn't allow you to feel good. It doesn't allow you to. It's setting off your alarm. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, And you got to be aware of what's happening. I feel the pressure. I got to pay this bill. I got to be here on time. I got to make sure my car is telling insurance. And it's something that you got to, now you got to sit there and listen to that. Yes. And be like, wait a minute. How do I address this? I got two directions Mm -hmm. make more money. Or spend less money. Yes. I can't spend less money. I'm in New York City. Then fuck, move to Kansas or something. Yeah. <laughs> nah, never that. <laughs> but I mean, I mean that's yeah. the but thing. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's. But you're right. There, yeah. there, there's always a good solution. But we as people, we go with Savon just like, nah, yeah. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get then stuck don't be surprised if there's more anxiety yeah. than in there. Why you ain't moved to Kansas? You went to LA. You went from Toronto I'm, to LA. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the anxiety. As I said, anxiety. I'm okay with the anxiety. I think, as I said, I view anxiety as a gift. Yeah. And I, as well as like, and, and being in LA, well. it, you know, it toned it down because mm-hmm. it's not an eventful place. Yes. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, I, I think it's just important, as I said, like, if we avoid negative emotions, yeah. we're avoiding important information. Mm-hmm. So sitting with pain Love that. Love that. is allowing us to pay attention to that. And again, sit with pain with a journal yeah. and write it out. That's Yeah, I feel like um, journaling has really transformed the way that I go through pain and anger and things like that because 
exactly what you were saying like these negative emotions like the only way out is through like you can't just like suppress it because that's when the anxiety spikes and you feel like this is something that you shouldn't be feeling when no like you can only go through this if you really sit with it feel with it and something like journaling is like a very healthy outlet to like really go through these things so that's what and also the labeling i am happy i am sad no i am experiencing happiness mm, i'm right. experiencing sadness you what know, are you are not your thoughts you are not your feelings you're not the world around you yeah what are your um? What are your what? What are some tips to maybe people that, you know, have a issue dealing with confrontation? I feel like um a lot of times people don't realize that they have love or you know have been loved is because they rather not address what it is that's making them feel like okay this isn't love you know and I'm a type of person I love confrontation I live for it I don't want to have mm -hmm. anything fester inside of me about how I feel another person so that doesn't create another emotion. That I'm already having. So yeah, what are some tips for people like that? Um, I think it's important just to realize like one of the darkest places people can be is resentment. Mm -hmm. And the antidote to resentment is your boundaries, showing your teeth, standing up for yourself. And none of these are confrontational. All of these are treating yourself as if you were your best friend. If you have a best friend, you don't want no one to disrespect them. You set boundaries and you protect them. And it's the same way. Um, the beauty is, you know, like the big five personality trait, it's, it's uh, agreeability. And, and, and most men rank low in agreeableness. But, and the beauty of that is, well, the, the, the challenge of that is you're more confrontational. Yeah. The beauty of that is you don't hold grudges because mm -hmm. you let it out. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't, mm -hmm. you know, no passive aggressive. Yeah, shit. we can't break up with women. <laughs> Think about it. You let them know. You let them know when you let them know. Yeah. yeah. It's just, they break up with us or we just sit through it, you know, and, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody quiet here. I know. I'm gonna bring it back up. Nah, you you making you yeah. making some, some good, good valid valid points. It, it's funny because there's yeah. a um, and I'm paraphrasing, but uh, in your book you said no is love. Yeah. Correct. Saying no, Saying no is, is a yeah. form of love. I had to yeah. learn that right. Mm. Um, we don't like to hear no. No one likes to hear no, and yeah. and no can be the simplest form as a puppy. You tell your dog no, yeah. no treats, no, yeah. don't get off the couch. Yeah. They wimp and they wither and they yeah. give you the puppy eyes. Mm -hmm. Like no is just a universal yeah. form of rejection almost. Yeah. But you explain it as a form of love. Can you yeah. open that up? I, I think at the same time too, like the puppy's a beautiful example. Like I I'm I have a puppy right now, not my first dog, so I even when she was a little bundle of cuteness, I was like strict on her. Yeah. And I knew put early. the fear of God on her early. That's right. Yeah. And my puppy, like literally, she only gets in trouble when she puts herself in danger. Okay. Okay. But when gotcha. she puts herself in danger, she gets in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Like I I make her think she's going to die. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, she steps off yeah. the curb, I grab her and uh -huh. I scream at her. Yeah. I traumatize her. Because yeah. she's a simple animal. I need her to think there's lava on the road yes, and never right. go on the road. Yeah. If she eats food that is that she can't eat because it's it's, it's she, she's allergic to her or whatever, mm -hmm. same thing. Mm -hmm. Fear of God, mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah. If I'm putting on a sock and she steals my sock and runs away, nothing. She's a she's a puppy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm keeping her alive. And then when I meet people at the dog park and they're like, oh, I don't want to be mean. I'm like, he's going to run on the road and die. Yeah. He's going to bite somebody. <laughs> Being mean to your dog is keeping them alive. You are protecting them. Mm, right. You know, look at the, stop trying to have them like you. Mm, Protect yeah. them. They'll, they'll look up yeah. to you, especially dogs, they'll look up mm. to you regardless. And it's the same thing. Like, children are still impulsive. Mm -hmm. People are impulsive. Yeah. You know, somebody people are gonna take as much from you as they, as they can, and not even notice it, not even be bad for doing it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You just have to establish your boundaries, and establishing boundaries isn't even saying no to people; it's teaching people how to be with you. 
Yeah. It's just teaching people how to be around you. In the book, you say that um, self-care and self-love are two different things. I, I need an understanding of it um, because I thought I actually thought they, they kind of went hand in hand because it's all from self, but maybe I'm wrong. What do you mean by that? So, a lot again, going back to capitalism, mm-hmm. you know, everything's, everything's for sale. So now I'm going to go to a spa. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Self-love is accepting yourself as you are. Self-love is embracing your imperfections. Self-love is honoring your boundaries. Self-love is keeping your promises to yourself. Self-love is physically loving yourself. Self-love is um, kicking yourself in the butt if you need to get up. Self-care is like, okay, cool, putting cream on your face, having a bubble bath. Hmm. Um, You know, elements of that could be involved in self-love, but all self-care activities Especially if like, oh, my self care is go get a makeover today, like that insinuates that you are not uh, you are not who you need to be as is. Internal God. versus external. God. Yeah, God. right. So self respect kind of over yeah. self esteem. I think I think it has a lot to do with. There's a little bit of nuance in there might be because self care. I feel like it depends on your definition of self care because for me, when I think about it, of course, the spas and the expensive treatments. Is, is immediately what people think about when we say self-care. But in my opinion, self-care is like allowing myself to have like healthy outlets and conversations yeah. and analyze my feelings. Like that's what I think about with self-care and that's not really and like for a For me, it's tangible. a Venn diagram. That's okay. all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying oh, to say okay. yeah. yeah. So it's like all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that. Mm, okay. So it's like, Great way to put it. Yeah. you know, not all self-care is self-love. Okay, got it. But Understood. all self-love is self-care. Understood. Like that. Okay. So from that standpoint. One of my favorite topics in this book, right, was um, you said that there's a lot of myths about love. Yeah. That's my bag. I like that. I like telling everybody some shit. Cause no, it's, <laughs> what kind of shit? Just you know what, the what shit that they shit, the shit that they need to hear, <laughs> okay. because humble believe right. There's a lot of people that have subscribed to thinkings that may not be right, yeah. but maybe feel good to themselves, right? Yeah. For years, yeah. sometimes decades of their life, yeah. right? And they hold on to these points as if it's Bible, it's word. Yeah. You know, again, we're not saying you're the super super expert, but you you gave some insight, some thought on the other side of that. Yeah. So what are just some myths about love that people should hear? Just so when they hear it, they come up with. So for me, for instance. Right, love bombing is something I've been taking more like serious. As Why not, please? Love bombing. Love bomb. I've, I've heard of it, but yeah. no, I have I to get it I've never been bombed with love. Yeah, so yo, now nah, you've been bombed. Okay. You just you just ain't know you was I, I getting love bombed. Okay. So basically, that's essentially when a person is just really really sweet to you, giving you a ton of affection, a bunch of love, but it feels as if it's timely. You know, it's just not like natural. all at first and overwhelming you with mm. like that. Right, right. And I, I feel like, you know, okay, that was maybe a myth that I thought like, yo, maybe that's how people are supposed to treat you. Oh my God, don't see that on YouTube. <laughs> maybe that's just how people are supposed to treat you when they like you. So, you know, just give me some myths that they need to hit. Um, There's a lot. I mean, as I said, like love Ooh, can is... I, I'm sorry, can I? Because this is the perfect thing that I wanted yeah. to bring up to you somehow. Yeah. Um, Right within like the first few sentences you said, like, during this podcast, um, you said something like life is not like a linear line. It's like a circle. And that makes me think of, I take that as like, that reminded me of how I feel about the idea of soulmates and all that. But in your chapter, relationships we build relationship is greater than relationships we have. Yeah. Your opening line was, if you hey, if you believe in soulmates, skip this chapter. Like yeah. you might not like this chapter. So I just wanted to know your opinion about the idea of soulmates and is that a do myth? you think it is it's a myth or do you <laughs> am I just misinterpreting like you know how you brought it up? Right. So how do you feel about I, I soulmates? I look at soulmates, you know, like the way we were earlier talking about astrology, like there's 
basic like I'm one of the 12 astrology then there's like deep needle charts right mm-hmm. yes the, I look at soulmates the same way it's like oh this is my soulmate or everyone like, just says soul yeah. bonds soul friendships soul companions all of that mm-hmm. I can understand that you know again okay. I'm from the eastern eastern culture we mm-hmm. believe you know there's ideas of reincarnation there's ideas of cycles and all of that mm-hmm. someone you've crossed paths with before and all of that so I, I can understand that completely um, I don't think somebody's supposed to be needs to be with their soulmate in, mm-hmm. in any capacity well, not not romantically but how about like just in any point of your life or not even well that? i mean i think the people in my life who i think i have a strong soul bond with mm-hmm. like i care deeply for them and we gel so well but like once a year let's have a conversation because oh. you still annoy the fuck out of me <laughs> yeah. i think that's a good like that's myth real. and yeah. definition because a lot of people are just like oh my god my husband is my soulmate and that's their only definition of what a soulmate is i'm not is. mad at that i i, I think what i've i learned mm-hmm. Very recently, is anybody who is in a marriage and you have a uh, delusional view of your partner, mm-hmm. go for it. Go for it. Okay. 56, hey. 56% I will. divorce rate, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. There are my everything. Yeah. Divorce is not an option. Yeah. To the grip. If that's yeah. how they want to live their. You know, like, you know, you know, because it's like, again, like my parents were arranged marriage, and that's right. pretty much that. It's mm-hmm. like, we don't have a choice in mm-hmm. this. Yeah. We are on the same page. We, you, it's you or me now. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. And there are no trap doors, there are no exits. There's nothing. Yeah. And that's, you know, there's a lot of studies that prove, like, even when people, people make purchases, mm-hmm. people are more satisfied with purchases that are no exchanges and refunds yeah. versus oh. having the option. Mm. And we live Understood. in a society Understood. going Understood. back to commercialism yeah. where these divorce lawyers want more money. So sure. it, it's becoming easier to break the institution of marriage. Yeah. It's becoming, you know, the deal breakers yeah. are everything now. The deal breakers, yeah. you know, the deal breakers are c- continuing. And that's not, you know, that's great for an economy. People having third, fourth, fifth met weddings and mm-hmm. divorce lawyers. lawyers. Everyone's getting paid. Mm-hmm. Floor, all that shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So from that standpoint, I think there's that. I'm not anti-soulmate. That, that's actually a joke when we talk mm-hmm. about it. But it's more about the idea that you, the relationships you build. Yeah. yeah. You consciously say, we have to have date night. Right. Or we have to spend time with each other. We have mm-hmm. to do all of these things. We have to talk in detail about how we're having sex. All of these things that are considered unsexy and like, oh, we should just know. Mm-hmm. That is more valuable than relying on a spark. Because there's studies that have shown couples that have actually stayed together for more than 10 years. They, they studied 1,100 couples. Less than 8% of them have a story about the spark. Damn. So a lot wow. of people are relying on the spark. They look at that as something magical. Yeah, I need a light on my shit. But most often, that spark is actually anxiety, mm. warning you that you're going the right wrong way. Because yeah. that person is reminding you and matching the flavor of a previous trauma you have, oh. aka mommy, daddy, mommy and daddy issue. Yeah. Mm. So with with all of this information that you walk around this earth with yeah. how do you no seriously nah, like, it, yeah. that's a lot no that's how I'm feeling too legit yeah. like he, he he's very self aware um, he has a, a a great understanding of people of himself of what it is to love it must be a hassle dating it must be uh, that anxiety must or be is it? heightened I, well I guess nah, that's a great question or is it a is hassle it? like because you know, you, you you set these parameters and your idea of what love is. And a lot of people aren't evolved to believing love is within, love is me, I am love, how to be love, 
right? A lot of people don't really experience that. So do you find yourself teaching people um, in intimate relationships? Do you find people that, or, or you're only drawn to people who have that same sentiment? Like, what is that like for you? Because I could imagine it's extremely difficult as you continue to truck along this journey and, and, and you know, find peace within yourself. Yeah, no, that's actually a, a, a very good question. Um, I think the way to answer it is first to let people know I'm not a love guru. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not a love guru in any capacity. Mm-hmm. What I am is somebody who was so desperate to figure out what they were doing wrong. Yeah. I ran up to the front of the class and I took all the notes and paid attention and asked all the questions, and then I put all that in this book. Yeah. And I'm sharing that with the homies. That's how I view this. Uh, I'm not viewing this as I'm an expert. Yeah. So now, you know, and I'm, and I'm self-aware of my own bullshit. Mm. So a perfect Boy. example is one of my personal deal breakers, supposed to be, <laughs> if she's not in therapy, not happening. Yo, women really? love therapy. And that, I, I, I yeah. need to take that advice because I've been told that. Like, oh, my God, I love that you're in therapy. Like, I wouldn't be talking to you if you wasn't in therapy. I'm like, damn, for real? Yeah. But, yeah. I, but it also I brings it. up, I think in the beginning, what it brought up for me, especially in L.A., it's also an economic thing. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Even out here. Right? Like the, yeah, a big it's, an, it's, it's an economic It's kind of like privilege. It is a privilege. You're privileged if it you is go to therapy. Privilege. Everything, like healthy yeah. food is a privilege. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything that is good for you is expensive. Yeah. So I, in the beginning, I felt bad. I'm like, this is not fair because different people have different circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But everybody has their standards, like for it, somebody that they want to do. And I, and I that's think that's what I had. And I think in yeah. the beginning, because I wanted to be likable and not wanting to feel mm. like I was being superficial or anything mm-hmm. like that. But then the truth is, I, I let that slide if she was hot. <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah, yeah, be real, hey, 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 I'm in LA. Yeah, I'm in LA. Happens. Happens. Throw that therapy shit out the yeah. window. I'm in, little, I'm in the world of symmetrical faces. <laughs> you know what I mean? She had a little something back there. I know. Everything. <laughs> everything. everything. Listen, yeah. everything. And then then you get it bites you in the ass. Yeah. Right. Repeatedly. Because yeah. you don't learn, you know, and, and I'm and I I will do it with a level of awareness. Have you ran into uh women that have an issue with you asking why? They have not been at therapy. Yeah. I've ran into yeah. that as well. Yeah. Like, it's I've a trigger done, for women. It's too. a big really? trigger. I don't know what it like because the fucking therapist stole their bike when they were <laughs> something. It's because that's the other thing. Like, I, I Yo, tried therapist. My last therapist like fell asleep on me, so I hate all therapists. I'm like, it's the yeah, same thing yeah. with dating. You had one bad experience. Like, I had to yeah. go to a, a gang of therapists yeah. before right. I found mine. Yeah, and 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 I think for me, Ooh, let's stay. that's difficult. It it is it, it's it's mm-hmm. the kissing the frogs until you find a prince. Yeah. Same mentality. Really you gotta to, do all it's that. It's really hard to stay hopeful during that process. I it think, is, but it's also recognizing, and I think especially a person like me is like, what else? What else are you gonna do? Everybody that I cares to, about you yeah. doesn't have. It's it's the same like like I'm in entertainment. I want a manager. Let's say mm-hmm. there's people who have the the, the know how and the resources and the relationships yeah and there's the people that love you like family yeah and you can close your eyes with 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 all your money available to them mm-hmm. and you know you can trust them yeah mm-hmm. the perfect manager is that mm. I got a lot of people I love and trust I got a, I know a lot of people that are connected yeah but I don't have that relation both of them it's that same thing when it comes to therapy when it comes to all that. you have to keep going through this journey to until, find that yeah, yeah. and and and, and it's your person that's gonna fit with you. Yeah. But at the same time, my friends, and I have friends now, like you know, from 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 the neighborhood I grew up in, mm-hmm. you know, soup never got out of high school situation. Why well, you need a therapist for? It. Just call me. 
And I'm like, yo, it's a little no. different. Yeah, I was like, uh, no. But again, I, I love you and trust you. Sure. But if my car doesn't work, you can't help me fix it. Maybe if you were a hot chick, <laughs> yeah, I'll let you then slide. I'd go to you. No, D, maybe you would have. You know I mean? Yeah, maybe if you wasn't so ugly. Yeah, it could be all of that. But it's like yeah. you're not equipped. I, I love and trust you, but you're not equipped to do it. I yeah. think. And then I think I found somebody now who who. They're they're a PhD, but they're also super empathetic. Mm. They get me as an artist. They get me as a weirdo. Mm-hmm. We argue endlessly, yeah. and she wins every argument. Uh, you, you know, I love the fact that you're talking about therapy because, honestly, on this podcast, I'm very vocal about me. Like, when I started therapy, I actually just reached uh, my year consistently. I've been going oh, to congrats, therapy every man. single week congrats, for man. a year, actually, maybe today even. But um, for me, it was important. So I get it. I always say you have to date. It's like dating. It's almost like mm-hmm. Tinder swiping right, left. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, I like this person. I don't. Mm-hmm. But my therapist, I specifically wanted a black therapist, right? Mm-hmm. So they could somewhat understand me and relate on certain mm-hmm. social um, you know, experiences. And also I wanted a woman yeah. because I wanted that empathy. You know, I wanted right. her to be able to understand me. And, you know, the, the closest people in my life has always been women. My mom, my aunts, my grandmother, my sister who's in studio with us today, like they nurture me in a way that men just haven't. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if I was going to open up, if I'm going to tell you every crevice and part of me, I needed to feel comfortable. And a black woman was exactly what I needed. And thankfully, yeah. it was a match for me. That's beautiful. So I understand exactly yeah. what it is you mean by, hey, let's let's have the the, the roulette of therapists until I find the right one. Yeah. And, and yeah. I was so happy for Savon because Savon didn't find Solstice on the internet. Let me explain. I don't have a lot of beefs in my life. <laughs> Currently, I don't have any ops, humble. I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I'm out the way. I just get go to work. Congratulations. It's been a year for him, too. <laughs> one year today. A year of no, no ops. ops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read all ops I've been op-free for <laughs> one year. I've been op-free. Op- op- I've been avoiding all mirrors. All mirrors. But I got this one op. Humble, I got this one op, and he don't leave, right? Oh, shit. And I think a lot of people have found therapy within it. Yeah. And that, that thing is memes. I think, you know... My 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 people think I'm crazy. <laughs> Every time I bring up this little thing about memes, they're like, yo, you need to chill the fuck out, blase, blase. And, and to me, I just see it as I've seen we- memes weaponize people for bad behavior, yeah. right? They will see a meme that they relate to, and it's okay to relate to things. I'm glad that people relate to the Need to Know podcast, right? Yeah. Super dope. I'm glad there is something that moves you, invokes emotion in you, and makes you feel something. That's beautiful. My issue with memes is... You know, you get caught up into a certain algorithm that makes you feel like you're constantly right. You know, so yeah. do you feel changes. like, yeah, do you feel yeah. like memes, and I'm not saying people are doing this purposely, do you feel like memes subconsciously affect us on a day-to-day basis? I, I'm asking everybody this, because I don't know if it's just me try, coming to this, like, realization. I don't know. I mean, you can't argue their impact. You can't argue the impact of a meme, like that style of communication, how organically it came. Right. Um, for anybody who wants healthy memes, if that's a word, no, I think mm-hmm. they got those. Yeah. Uh, uh, Instagram, her name is Bunny Michaels. That's Bunny how. Michaels, she's a New Yorker. I think she just left the city, but yeah. Bunny Michaels, she will give you one really good quote. That's not good. good and then she'll take the same meme, like it'll be a carousel, every post, the same meme five times. She just mm-hmm. changes. The text, mm. it's all hilarious, but it's all self-aware. Mm. Uh, it's all about growth, self-acce- self-acceptance, going easy on yourself, you know, reminding you that half the ideas that you're being hard on yourself are are just bullshit made up ideas. Mm. Um, 
So it's funny when you brought up that idea. She's effectively using memes. I love that. And I look at that. I was like, how do you come up with these memes mm. all the time? And, and it'll just be like, you know, like someone pressing the delete button. Yeah. But it'll be labeled like the finger will be labeled higher self. Oh, got it. Oh, yeah. healthy me. Yeah. Oh. So like <laughs> deleting, deleting the idea that I have to be productive eight hours a day. That's yeah. fire. You know, yeah. deleting oh. the idea that I need to uh, live up to some standard of beauty. That's fire. Yeah, like, like that. So it's just straight like mm-hmm. memes of that level of like an image and text, but she's using it. For good, and and I think it's a really important thing because you see them used in politics, mm-hmm. you see them using yeah. all of that, yeah. And I think subconsciously people don't really realize the effect it has on you because you're on this app, TikTok, whatever, Twitter, and you're just seeing different variations of what you seem to be right, and no one else is checking you. Like when you go to see a therapist, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know what I'm saying. I think that's my real it's the echo chambers. Yeah, and, and and social media is designed to keep you on. Social media doesn't have any other agenda but to just keep you scrolling. So they're gonna show you what you actually want, you know, and all of it, and that's appealing to our inner child. Mm-hmm, that's like right. giving a kid endless McDonald's, right? Yeah. So from that standpoint, <laughs> it's like the therapist is somebody who is qualified, and they also don't have an emotional stake. Yeah. Like if I'm having I hate a relationship problem, the homies, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I want you to feel my heartbreak. Like they I was give, going I through. Think it. They have it. So it, there's, there's levels, and I talk about it in, in the book. It's called uh-huh. attunement. So we, we always talk about having empathy. Yes. Yeah. Empathy is walking in your shoes. Mm-hmm. Attunement is effectively communicating to you that I am in your skin. I know mm-hmm. exactly what you're feeling like. Mm-hmm. And attunement has been used by effective therapists. And attunement is what if we want to step up our game past mm-hmm. empathy, we should learn attunement as a skill. Mm-hmm. And that's like okay. Your child is scared. Step one, get down to your knees, eye level. Mm. You see that? Okay? Be there with them. And then be able to focus on successfully communicating to them that you actually know what they're feeling. Empathy is like, I'm sorry you're going through that. That must suck. I understand what you're going through. Yeah, but you don't say how. Yeah. You don't say anything. Attunement is, and a therapist, an effective therapist would, would, would would do attunement. And some people don't like that because, like, oh, they're just validating my shit. They're letting you know you're not alone because most of the problems, most of the reasons we have issues is we think our problems are unique to us. Mm. You know, and a therapist, in my opinion, a therapist's real job is just to get you out of black and white thinking. Mm. It's never just this or that. Yeah. There's a million options in between. Yeah. Why do you think it's got to be this? Why do you think it's got to be that? And they challenge you to get out of that. And I think that's the important part as well as. Hopefully, and again, I can't speak for all therapists, they're not subconsciously recruiting you to whatever they believe. Yes. That you know, sense. if you're married Wait, which and you're really single and I'm going yeah. through shit, exactly. you're going to subconsciously be like, join my team. Yeah. Be single. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've done work. that. Yeah. Everyone's a, everyone's a recruiter. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've done that. Yeah, you, you, you're not with her no more? Yeah. <laughs> she was terrible for you. Pull up. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. You're a recruiter. And I think, and so with a therapist, you don't, mm-hmm. if they're an effective therapist, aka an expensive therapist, maybe yes. not, <laughs> then, you know, <laughs> and as I said, like, it, it, it does, and this is something that I think, after these books, I want to try to commit myself to this, like, accessible therapy for everybody mm. and creating that situation because it's like... Is that uh, accessible in Toronto? I'm not familiar with no. the laws. I, UK I know health is. insurance. UK. UK, UK is, is built in. Okay. Get out of there. Yeah. All right. UK I, is I built in familiar. and apparently, from what I understand, is like, if you call to inquire once, then they hound you. Gotcha. Oh, really? oh, you you looked into therapy? Come on. It's like go. when I give really? a website my email, yeah. and I just get fucking yeah. spammed with, "Hey, you yeah. just visited." So this the government, team. the government yeah. does that over there. It's, go- it's, it's covered by the government. Canada okay, has wow. great healthcare. Canada, yes, but Canada's healthcare is like 
healthcare. Physical. Yeah, like we don't Got have it. we don't have dental either. We just have healthcare. Like, damn. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's not but bad. if I, you know, if if I get hit by a car, I don't gotta pay. Okay. If I get sick, I don't gotta pay. For us, an ambulance is a thousand dollars. But if you have a <laughs> yeah. uh, mental breakdown, you better figure that shit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got it. No, no, it's crazy how they put really. conditions or, on our or health. they'll put you in the hospital. Yeah. They'll put you in the psych hospital for free. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah, you got it. Yeah. It's extreme. Yeah, you so could, do that. Yeah, it ain't, a, perfect, it ain't a perfect system. Yeah, okay. nah, you could be crazy for free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you, you have an issue. Like you know, they'll, yeah. they'll come. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they don't send the police and they, they send medical professionals. Okay. And then yeah, you'll 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 have a bed and food to eat. All right. Without a bill, but like <laughs> the UK, Europe has a, a stronger social system, and okay. they include. And I know, I know specifically the UK includes mental health professionals. Again, I don't know if they're rock stars, because yeah. if, yeah. if it's government provided, Who but knows? and I do know if you inquire once, they they come at That's you. They want to get you to do it. Yeah, I like that. So I'm I'm an only child, right? Okay. I've never I've never looked at loneliness as a bad thing. Yeah. I've realized as I've gotten older and I meet more and more people that come from bigger families or maybe just a little bit more dependent on other people because, you know, that's just how they had to come up. Um, I'm realizing for them, loneliness triggers a lot. And we mm-hmm. kind of spoke about that briefly already. What What are some cures for that? Because, you know, on this podcast, I like dispelling things. I like kind of giving things that people can replace the bullshit that they've been doing with. Yeah. You know, and, you know, when I say shit, you know, because I'm not a doctor or I'm not a love guru, hey, Humble ain't a love guru I either. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I put words together. We put <laughs> words together, do. yeah. All I do. You know, and we, and most importantly, though, we like to reflect. To Y'all kinda, both rap, too. Yo, yo, I don't rap. I rapped against <laughs> Wyclef one time. Now you think I rap? I, I rapped against Wyclef. I did. I did, too. You Wait, did? Get, no, no way. way. No way. I, not this is like in September. I went to an event in Ohio. Uh-huh. And he was performing there. Lewis Howes had his event. I went. He's performing there. I'm backstage on some like, yeah. I love you, Wyclef. Like, I want to talk to you. Like, <laughs> yeah. gunpowder changed my life. For sure. <laughs> he, I went to dap him. And and, 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 I, and and the rule is don't tell nobody you're a big fan. You can't. Yes, they don't want to hear it. But sure I was still on that. I had some tequilas. Yeah. I was already on. I'm a big fan. Nice. I dapped him. And I was like, yo, I'm a big fan. He goes, you spit? And I was like. Yeah, let's go. Wait, he, wait, wait. Yeah, so anyway, you not the only one, Alex. I, I got, I got footage of it. It's eight minutes. You he does too. I got footage of it too. Yeah. You wanna know what it is? Who's this better? He only rap niggas with beards. Yeah, cause he walked right by me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looked at me like, "Hey, how you doing, man?" But he battle rap. <laughs> no, he battle raps. Like he, we were in a in a label. We were at a label, some a label party. Office, yeah, label yeah. party. Off. He dropped his chicken wing. Yeah. From let's across go. the street, Reggie. Yeah, from across the the cubicles. You rap. All I could hear in my head is somebody please call now. He doesn't rap in real life. <laughs> no, this shit is. Wyclef does. Wyclef is not a rapidy rap artist. No, he's I not. think a Wyclef rap. I think you. Timberland. Like me too. They they'll drop a verse on their own song. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and it's cool. And it's yeah. cool. Like that's literally. it. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't uh, measure. The, they made the music. We don't. We don't. Sure. We're yeah, not yeah, comparing yeah. them to Nas. Absolutely. Yes. But when he raps. But when he raps, I was sitting like, hold on. He raps. He was. I kind of. He, he, he needs a deal. He's rapping like he needs a deal. Holy shit! I kind of edged him out. He went back for his chicken wings when I was done with him. I did not. I did not edge him out. You don't know. I did not edge him out. He started on three tequila. Listen, I was I was on three tequila. I was there for. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> this guy was crowd surfing. I was, I was just, I didn't even want a picture. I just wanted to dap the man. Yeah, literally. Like, a and legend. I don't and even know look. who told him I rap. It was the, it was the strangest occurrence. Yeah. Yeah. I think he gets a sense for who is musically gifted. Yeah, he might. Who's gonna be with well, this? Why, why, why is it combative? I, I, I have. And when no did Wyclef begin this? Because hip hop is know. competitive. <laughs> the but Wyclef, when, 
Who's talking about Wyclef ain't showing up at URL? Word. But you never Why know. Why are you like, dudes just rapping to him? There's a lot of dudes you can do this. When did this happen? He's a guitarist, know. a politician, a vocalist, and I, a battle rapper. As he said that day, he yeah. said, um, I'm, I'm Kanye before Kanye. You see that? Oh, Ooh, that's Which spice. I think is true. That's yeah. spicy. Yeah. But again, well, like, era, I don't expect Kanye to battle. You know what I mean? So right, it's like, right. it, was a strange, it was a strange occurrence, and I'm glad we both had that Damn. strange occurrence. Look at us. Look at us. Savon, we, we have to complete this side mission, too. Have you guys ever heard of like the Bill Murray occurrences? I have not. No, no. What's that? So Bill Murray, the actor. <laughs> yeah, so this is all like pre-social media. Right. Okay. Bill Murray would just show up in the most random places, okay. in the most like random oh. cities, doing the most random things. Like, like Andre 3000. That's my goal in life. Well, Andre 2000 is living life in the random places, doing random things. Okay. Bill Murray will like be at a local baseball game, ripping tickets. That's my goal in life. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That yeah. sounds mad fun. And then he'll like people, are like, you're That's Bill Murray, goal. and they're like, can I pitch you? Like, no, no. And then he'll be like, I'm working. And then he'll be like, and no one will believe you. <laughs> 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 that's why I got like, it's just these random, like, and that's what I feel Wyclef is doing that Andre's got, got to like yeah like, I had a friend see Andre against a dumpster playing the flute oh wow in a, in a, in a strip mall in LA yeah. and he lets you get a picture he does he lets you get a picture yeah. but and I think I also learned with him like don't, don't tell him he's the greatest rapper in the world of all yeah, time yeah, he yeah, don't yeah, want to just, feel regular he yeah, wants yeah, to be yeah. some regular but person. I feel like this Wyclef yeah. thing is just yeah. extremely Get out of here. The I energy was thought. combative, and I just didn't know where Get it came from. Get out of here. From. We two for two. Who would have thought? I didn't expect it. Me either. I'm trying and to And the tell bars you. were there. I was eating he, chicken. He, yeah. he recycles his bars, though. He, he, he definitely Don't snitch on him. He definitely don't recycles my fault. It's my okay. Fault. Don't snitch it's on okay. him. It's okay. Don't snitch on him. He was getting his shit off. He but um, that's awesome. We got to find Lauren Hill, Reggie. I'm down We got a background sing for Lauren. Jersey legend. You ain't going to find her. My dog. You ain't going to find her. My puppy is named uh, my puppy's name is Boogie after her. Oh, really? Oh, oh, super wow, dope. dope. I love Lauren. Like, wow. that's, that's my number one. Damn, right so your puppy thought your puppy's still lonely because you're not with him right now. So we gotta get back to loneliness. No, right? so with her, yeah. Let me so yeah, what I was gonna was, say is that, that's a good segue. <laughs> it's me, it's me. I think the first thing you have to do is, is yeah. it's not loneliness. It's 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 a first it's being alone. Okay. Right? okay. So okay. being by yourself, right? Let's well, start with that. I never now, looked at it as a bad thing. Because me there's too. two ways to look at it. It's solitude. Which is the reward of being by yourself, okay. and then there's loneliness, which is the punishment of being by yourself. Oh, right? There he goes again. So I think the first, <laughs> and the first thing I also want to do is I want to define alone. Okay. Because a lot of motherfuckers think sitting in their room looking at their phone counts as being alone. That's me. That's not alone. Because motherfuckers. That's not alone. Yes, yes because, <laughs> that's motherfuckers. Yeah, because just just last. But you're week, not alone. We were having yes, a conversation about FOMO and how I, I don't yes. really get FOMO because I love just sitting in my house and I'm a very but you're still very introverted. You're getting reward systems. Yes, because I I like that. So what is? It's the same thing though. Okay. You're, the whole point, like, everyone's just trying to get dopamine and rewards and, and happiness, right? Okay. You're just getting it from the phone. Being alone is... Oh, no, not the phone, but just sitting in my room alone, not doing anything. Are that you, gives are me you actually not doing anything? I'll literally lay there. <laughs> I, I swear. Okay. I love So that's, I love that's doing proper that. alone. Okay. Oh, ooh, okay. I'm a proper... Because people like, you know, people say like, my social battery, I'm, I'm not, I'm not so my social battery is yes, drained. Yes, then they go yes. to the room and, and, and look at their phone. And be on their phone. That's yeah, that's not, me. Yeah, but that's <laughs> you a liar. That's that's not introvert. That's again, that's just wait, I'm not an introvert. You're still interacting that? with they, people. No, that's that's oh creating tell you're them. just getting your reward systems through an easier method. Tell them, tell them Ooh, not physically, but like just like, like what, looking. It's like you you're leaving you're you're leaving a slow cooked restaurant to go to a fast food joint. Oh. That's all it is. If anything, when I'm alone, laying in bed, even last night, like I was scrolling through um Instagram for way too long. I didn't like the feeling of like achieving like, you know, um, like interactions with people through the phone. Like I wanted to just do nothing. Like I just wanted to just sit there. Doing nothing is alone. So that's the first step. And then 
people who enjoy that is called solitude. People yeah, I like who that. Don't shit. like that is loneliness. <laughs> yeah, I like Listen that. Listen to humble huh? Yes. Nah, that's yes, I do. You you, you enjoy that yes, part I do, of yes, right? yes, I do. <laughs> nah. Because in that time, say, but humble, don't forget what you're saying. In that time, I'm able to kind of just look at myself and be finally. with myself. Like. And, and you know, when you're around people, <laughs> it's really hard to just look at yourself. It's hard. You're entertaining. You're maybe people pleasing. Yeah. Well, you're spending, and that's what it is. People that struggle with it struggle with their own company. Right. Right. But I do like me. Nah, I really much. like me a lot. I but do like me. It's, it's not about liking yourself. It's just it's, it's being in your own company, but also the lack. People get anxiety yeah. being alone also because there's no the rewards aren't coming. Yeah, I don't so like that. So anxiety uh, also comes from dopamine that withdrawal. That stems from something. We're all dopamine fiends. We're yeah. all dopamine fiends. That's a fact. We're endlessly getting dopamine from TV, blah, uh, you know, ra- uh, 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 our phones, Anything. We're just getting endlessly chasing dopamine from one thing to the other thing. Like thirst and, traps. Yeah. When you post a thirst trap and you get all them likes, <sighs> that that's that still next dopamine. one got a hit too. Yeah. yeah. Dopamine. And all. Geez. And again, all of this dopamine is what we we are trading for actual love. Oh. Damn. We choose <laughs> that <laughs> over love. Yeah. Wait. Hold up. <laughs> I gotta circle. delete my IG real quick. I, <laughs> for real. I got something to tuck right now. I was ready to drop. My birthday's approaching. You know, I got. But I that's put, the thing. But, even, but the again, and, and, and because it also encourages it encourages this curated life. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I remember being in school, and this is like pre phones. Yeah. And I remember um, a teacher saying, "Photographs are manufactured moments." Mm-hmm. And I was like, they're like photographs, like click, mm-hmm. like not phone yeah, camera yeah, yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? He's like, look at every photograph. Everyone's posing, doing. That wasn't an event. That wasn't an occurrence mm-hmm. at that birthday party. Right. Okay. What about candles? Can- yeah. yeah. How often are candles happening back then? Everyone, let's pose for a photo. Yeah. Yeah. You only have one opportunity yeah, yeah, yeah. to take that. Yeah. Like, picture. so now we're all gonna put smiles on our face. We're gonna manufacture a mm-hmm. moment. And he was saying that to me back then, and that always stuck in my head. And then in social media generation, you start to realize how curated things become. Mm. You start to realize that, like, how you know, y'all probably go to events mm-hmm. and then they yeah. got photo walls for social media. Right. Mm-hmm. They got different things for all of that. Oh, I love a photo wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. No, I'm but sorry. that's how they get you in because you're gonna. They, they they know you have this need, mm-hmm. and then in your head you see the wall. You start writing your your, your caption. Oh And yes. then you have expectations <laughs> over it. The dopamine that's gonna come from people, mm-hmm. you know, liking it or not liking it, mm-hmm. or, or what their comments are gonna. I don't be deny any of this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with that is it's endless. I think. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only problem. With it. It's endless. I think I think some people when they get into relationships initially it is love mm-hmm. and it does feel like love and a lot of the times you know maybe both parties or one party can grow out of it. My question to you is, you know, I brought this up earlier. We joked about men. We don't know when to break up. We don't know when to leave. And I <laughs> like, but when do you think it is right to break up? When do you feel like, all right, I've I've put my all into this. This doesn't feel like love anymore, and I could step away from this without you know feeling like I'm doing something wrong. When she cheats. Aside from that, Savon. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's a list in the book. If I could, I, I won't know it off the top of my head. That's but like, fine. I made a list. It's yeah. called, the chapter's called When to... So I don't view it as like <laughs> you find love in somebody. You create a pathway of love with them. Mm-hmm. So instead yeah. of saying, I love you, you say, you show me what love is. Because well, love is always that. there. <laughs> I'm going to text my man that tonight. <laughs> and then instead of saying, I hate you, you say, you show, show me, me what fear is. Oh, You okay. show, show me, me what, what fear is. is. Yeah. Oh nah, you ill. I'm gonna have to put you in my pocket. You know what? I'm gonna get a little. I'm gonna get a little recorder before you leave up out of here today. 
I mean, I'm in front of the mic. Yeah, no, no, yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna need it on demand. <laughs> some text situations might occur. Some in person, you know, run-ins, and I might need to just play a little excerpt from you. I've never yeah. seen Alex impressed. <laughs> That's not true. I've, That's I've, not I've true. never seen you impressed. This That's is the true. first time in that our friendship that I've true. ever seen you impressed. Right. Here, here's a very. This chapter is uh, one of the last chapters in the book. Oh, and it's called When to Close the Pathways of Love for yeah. so When to End a Relationship. How to Break Up with Someone. <laughs> that's that's the next chapter. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> and that's actually... So I wrote so much for this book that they said, listen, your book's too long. We have to make it more expensive. So two chapters that turned into QR codes. Oh, wow. Ooh. That's fine. I've never heard of that like before. Yeah. Yeah. So, and one is, um, is how to break up. So I'm like, not every single human reading this book needs to break up today. Yeah. So yeah. I'll put that as a QR code. They can scan it if they need it. And, and put it in my bookmarks, with, yeah. Yeah, and then they can put in bookmarks. Yeah, and then you get you get the PDF of it. Fire. Okay, oh. here's the list of... Uh, that's a big list. <laughs> All right, when to close pathways of love. Uh, we keep making... Ex- Oops, these are excuses. Okay, yeah. We keep making... <laughs> We keep making excuses and hoping things will improve in hypothetical future. Once we live together, get engaged, finish school, things will get better. You feel the need to tone down yourself to protect others. You feel too afraid to ask the other person to take on and accept your reality. You feel pressure to change and not be your authentic self. You only feel their love and support when you're in a good place. You feel pressure to maintain emotional stability because when shit hits the fan, they can't be there for you. This makes you feel guilt shame and anxiety for being a human with highs and lows they rarely are willing to dive into your world or meet your friends and family and they're already have you anxious about even asking them to do so you feel negativity and anxiety around them you often feel like you're walking on eggshells everyone has their own definition of often and i understand everyone is human and will do and say the wrong things to make us feel shitty every now and then but even with that, the people that care about us will show remorse, and this will be heavily outweighed by positive experiences. I see why men don't break up, man. <laughs> <laughs> you were made to feel that what you need doesn't deserve to be shared and isn't warranted. You feel needy and unreasonable anytime you want to share. In a romantic relationship, this is all relationships. We're not even just, now being yeah. specifically romantic. Yeah. In romantic relationships, you don't feel secure when you're not together. This is less about trusting them and more about your attachment style Mm. and how they help you manage that. You are made to feel hidden in their life. You don't feel safe to be yourself around them. The connection is wearing away slowly with resentments that are adding up. These resentments can be anything from substance abuse to financial issues to them having other relationships that make you feel less wonderful about yourself. Misalignments about what really matters. You can be sleeping in the same bed but dreaming different dreams. This can cause a tug of war where everyone loses. You're surprised when people compliment how nice and considerate they are. You're not certain they'll be there for you if shit hits the fan in a real emergency. You don't feel like your emotional or physical wellness is a priority to them. Mm. This sounds like heartbreak. It sounds like you really went through it. No, seriously. It, it, it's, it sounds like you yeah. did the work. Attachment styles, that's something that I was really big on last year. Mm-hmm. I was introduced to that term, to that phrase through therapy. Yeah. Right. So before, I had no idea what secure an attachment, attachment style, style was. <laughs> I had no idea what it was. Yeah. Insecure, secure. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I believe there's one more. Anxious. Anxious attachment. I had no idea. 
So the fact that you're implementing this, I can see why dating is, I mean, uh, therapy is such a high priority for uh, you in dating because uh, there's no way you could be this evolved. Or explain and, every time. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just no way. You kind of got to come packaged. I told way. you in front of the class. Like, I, I, I yeah, wrote twice yeah. the amount of this book. Are wow. you serious? Awesome. I hate editing all my shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Reggie, she, she, she's a writer. That's herself. the worst part because I just want to ramble. But I just want to yeah. say, like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I have the digital copy, but I'm going to purchase a hard copy. I and then one day same. when I have um, kids, I'm going to sit and read this as a bedtime story to them. <laughs> because the way this. you were yeah. reading, it was just like yeah. so, such important things you need in your life. I'm just being like, so when it's no longer serving you. Yes. And I just want to finish. Let's do it. These. Please, please. Mm-hmm. Um, they care about impressing strangers more than you. Damn. Ugh. You're most likely the person they target to put down. What? Damn. You feel like you can't be the partner they deserve. And mm. finally, you're bored. Mm. See, I've, Shit. I've dealt with people and had that uneasiness yeah. of like, yo, I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing this with this person. Or, yo, she might... Oh, and I don't know if she's going to, you know, and I wasn't realizing, I, I, I was thinking that was all because of me and not how that person made me feel. I just really thought like, yo, this is probably something I have to get past. Which because, is still you. Right. Sure. How they made it you feel. Be. Sure. Okay. How it, they, it is you. Yeah. 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 Because I've, I've also come across people that feel like, you know, let's say I'm going through some shit that I haven't really fully mapped out in my head yet. You know, they say like, yo, I could do it with you though. I could do it with you. And... For me personally, maybe I don't know it's cuz I'm an only child or anything like for me and that just never felt natural and they kind of made me feel like I was wrong for that like yo like we all adults we could be doing it together when it, I don't it just didn't feel right for me so Yeah, but that's that's a avoid, you're avoiding. Mm. And, and you want to know what's mm. funny and mm. I <clears throat> I know unfortunately we do got to wrap up soon. Yeah. One of the things like what Alex is talking about, it took me a while to adjust to that yeah. because he's an only child. He's used to doing things independent on his own. Yeah. But I come not. from a large that's, family. That's the thing. That? We're, we're looking at it from one level. You're mm. not. You are not independent. There's no such thing as independence. There's no such thing as self-made. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm. You live in a community well, that is, made me that way. But simple things. Let's say you start a business and right. you make it like I'm self made. No, you don't live in Ukraine where you, that building that you were setting up got bombed. Yeah, we yeah. are a product of everybody's labor who came before us sure. and the labor of the community around us. Wow. We are interdependent. Yeah. You don't need to heavily lean on people, but you require the subway to work mm-hmm. for you to get around, or you require the roads to be paved. Mm. You require. We all need each other, and we have to abandon this idea that we're doing it alone. Alone. We are so it's like for example, yeah, like yeah. if you have a child and it's your child, and you put the child down and walk away, the child's gonna lose his mind. Yeah, you put the child down and stay. The child sees that you stayed. Now it goes and becomes more independent. Mm. Right. Takes risks, play with everybody, yeah. does whatever. It just needs to know you're there. I love that. It's man. not a weakness to need each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. but a lot of us men were taught that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are very. Very proud about being like extremely independent, <coughs> but they're not. Yeah, they're lying. That's the said. thing. You gotta call. Like, I thought that too, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, oh, everything's getting in my way. And then I realized, okay, again, I'm protecting myself mm-hmm. from short-term pain, and all these walls I'm building. It's just a prison. Yeah, it's keeping everything out. I could sit here and talk to you for hours. Yeah, I still have <laughs> we, questions. We, I, didn't get I could to, sit yeah. here and talk to you for hours. I do hope that uh, there is an audio version with you reading it. There, there's an audio vision. There's an audio version with me crying in it. I, I would love the, the way love the book is it. structured. Is yeah. there's love stories. Gotcha. Okay. So there's 
Oh yeah, three with the sections. dark pages. Yeah, the dark yeah, yeah. pages. So yeah. there's three sections. What the fuck is love? Love for self, love for others. And I bookmarked that with love stories. Amazing. Awesome. And then some of those love stories are about me. And then some of those love stories are about other people that I know. And they're all unconventional love stories. They're not mm-hmm. amazing. You know, they're not Bobby Whitney, Ross and Rachel type yeah. love stories. Can, that, we, can we walk into Barnes and Nobles, Amazon? Everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere books are available. I'm in Barnes and Noble. Um, How to Amazon, be loved, right? How to be loved. I'm on Audible. Um, it's doing yeah. It's, it's, it's the audio. Yeah, the audio was a. It was an experience. Yeah. I, I had what I. Did, I had to read the book almost backwards <laughs> to really? avoid all the emotional stuff. Got mm, it. Yeah. I can't wait to check it out. I can't I wait. Honestly, yeah. I love the fact that it's a hardcover book as well. Yeah. Because I like the hardcovers, mm-hmm. the flabby ones. They they not as durable. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. So thank you. We appreciate you pulling up, man. Appreciate uh, much love and success to you. Yeah. Like, thank you for also coming back. Yeah. A lot of people, especially with your success and the people that you can reach, you know, you can forget about, hey, you know what? The podcast that wasn't as established as some of the others, like you're on Brilliant Idiots, The uh, Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. I remember, mm-hmm. I, I, let me just admit this real quick before we let you go. Come on, Truth. I remember um, the last time that we did the podcast with you and you was on our show, you had done the Breakfast Club within that same week, yeah. Word. And I have remember watching uh, you on the Breakfast Club. I'm a huge fan, Charlamagne, Angelique, like that whole infrastructure and in broadcasting is just something that I always looked up to, right? And at that time, they was on fire and they was introducing me to so many different people. Yeah. And you were one of those people that they introduced me to. And then I just started seeing you everywhere. I'm like, yo, this guy is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex and myself, we were still in the beginning phases of figuring yeah. this out what the podcast is how to get it out you know i was almost a little bit that anxiety that we talked about i was a little bit hesitant to almost you know reach out to you our team we had these conversations but i was such a big fan of how you carried yourself your messaging and it was a true honor and an accomplishment for me it was a benchmark for me to have you uh, on the podcast that. at that Real time because seeing that. you Real in shit, those rooms on those lights and having you in our space it meant the world to me at that time. Listen, I'll, t- I'll tell you guys from the bottom of my heart, and I'm being completely honest, I selfishly ch- am chasing community. Mm, the, you know, it's, it's, I'm not, again, like I, I go to, I go to the Breakfast Club Studios every time I'm in New York. Mm-hmm. I'm not on the show, I'm just there. Yeah. You know, awesome. I'm, I try to check, you know, uh, Andrew Schultz every time I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's community. You know, yeah. now that I'll be here, I'm going to check you guys regularly. Thank you, brother. And I'm not even on the show. It's not about that. For me, it's about community because I learned very quickly whenever shit hit the fan in my life, Mm -hmm. it's your peoples that that have you. It's not... It's not, ooh, what can so-and-so do? Mm -hmm. That don't matter. And it's also the, the reminder that like, Jay Z, Busta, and Biggie like went to the same high school. Yeah, like, every we we, <laughs> we grow we grow horizontal we grow together. Yeah. look horizontally, not not who's up there and what yeah. they can do. That's to what help, I've been learning. Sure. Track yeah. horizontally yeah. and not so exactly. Yeah. And as I said, yeah. like for me, it's like yeah. yeah, getting these opportunities to hang out with with those dudes. Mm-hmm. It's but it's hanging out with them. Yeah, yeah. it's sure. not that. And it's like yeah, and even check out some of those. I, I think even when you see those interviews when they happen, mm-hmm. you'll see that. Yes, there's for sure. Lot, there's a lot more Everyone's picking on me you. happening. Now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot less formal. I don't want, you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot more teasing and poking sure. happening. And yeah. I think th- I'm, I'm in a room with friends. I, yeah. And that's what I want. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, and we then, can't wait to get you back over here, yeah, man. Sure. Thank and, you for dispelling and, and teaching us facts. Today. Mm-hmm. Building that community, building yeah. that friendship. Yeah. And again, much success to everything that you're doing. I think it's an amazing message. The book is beautiful. It looks great. You sound great. You look amazing too. You haven't aged a bit since we 
last seen all. you at all. <laughs> like you look Pandemic exactly the same. charming guy. Yeah. I, I literally, I gotta get a beer, yeah. man. Like, I can't do this. Then shit. you can buy the Wyclef. <laughs> maybe, <And> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a pleasure. It is what you need to know when you need to know on the Need to Know podcast. Again, please make sure you purchase Humble the Poet's newest, latest book, How to Be Loved. It is an awesome read. We will also include the link in the bio of this episode. Yep, yep. So make sure you check that out. It is what you need to know when you need to know on the Need to Know podcast. God willing, we will be back again next week. Peace out, y'all. Gang.